Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Happy Monday. It's another edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sowell. Former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. You might be wondering, why do I have a little bit of a bass to my voice? It's because Brad has done nothing as we sat down to record, before I hit the record button, done nothing but talk shit because he's feeling himself, I guess, after Saturday's scrimmage. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm not feeling myself. Oh, you're so full of crap, dude. You're I'm not feeling yourself? Here's, here's, the, not? here's the real – here's the really Rob Bing gets mad at me because every morning I text him some – crappy comment if he doesn't text me back i text him and i make up some excuse why he's not out of bed where well, he's always out of bed i know he's up treadmill and whatever but if he doesn't answer me by, by like 8 30 i'm like cool yeah way to sleep in way to be a good getter i just he's give him such a, a toddler you're <laughs> such a toddler why haven't i heard from you where are you this is you this is you this is like high school or middle school all over again i i called you at 8 30 dude <laughs> Dude, you know, I'm, gonna give you I'm not here for your every beck and call. I think it's I think it's just me being jealous that I have to get up every morning at six. You know, my kids like I, I'm still at that stage where my kids run in the room at six and are like ready to go because you put them to bed at like eight, right? You put them in at seven thirty well, eight. And it's yeah, like, yeah. The difference is is that my wife teaches. The girls are both in school, so I get up at six thirty to tell them bye to make them some breakfast and just hug and kiss because I'm not gonna see them till four in the afternoon. But after that six thirty, I'm left to do whatever I want to do. You, on the other hand. You're still in the in the circus that is the early mornings when you got really really young kids. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding, yeah. dude. Yeah, but but anyway, okay. some 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 good old Miss football this weekend. I mean, I I was very very encouraged. I um, was able to talk to a few people, and I feel I feel good about it, man. I mean, I um, I think everything I was seeing was was kind of confirmed there, and um, you know, I think it's um, you know, we're off to a off to a, a really good start. Man, I was impressed. I was impressed with this team. I really was all around. I don't think we're a championship team, but dang, man, we got some talent out there on that field. 
you said this last week that you're going to go to the scrimmage. You're going to write down your thoughts. You're going to have a true breakdown. So where do you start? Is it the quarterbacks? Yeah, I think you look at quarterbacks, um, man. So here's what's crazy. So I go out to the scrimmage and I'm just, I'll be completely transparent. I go out to the scrimmage and I have not watched any camp practices. I have not been in the building every day. I go out to this, um, to the scrimmage and, and I mean, right away, man, I mean, Dart looked so much better um, than he did in the spring. Altmaier came out and looked fine, too. Like, I almost texted you at the beginning. I was like, man, Altmaier looks good, too. But when Jackson Dart does it right, he just looks – I mean, it just looks so much better. And, um, you know, went out there. And, and what I wanted to see, I want to see how he was in the pocket, which he, he was really good with his eyes. Well, did he force any throws? I did not see him force hardly – I didn't see him force one throw that um, – that practice, which which I thought was was a big improvement, and uh, man, his arm talent is just really really good, and he can run, he can run and make make plays with his with his feet, and um, his when he does it right, he just looks so elite. And I think everybody finally saw it um, what his upside is. But I will tell you this though, I had a good conversation um, with some people after after the scrimmage, and apparently, man, like Luke Altmaier has been, he really has dominated this competition this camp. And I, we're not in there. Nobody's in their practice every day. Nobody's in their meetings. Nobody's there to see that. But apparently yesterday was like a or, or the, the scrimmage day was it was a turning point for Dart. And they're pretty pumped up about it. But that's as, that's as good as he's looked all camp and, um, you know, gave him something to think about. So I think this next week is going to be really important for both those guys, um, you know, see if Dart can keep building off that kind of performance and you know, kind of see how Luke responds with, um, you know, when, when he actually had a day where, where Dart looked better than him. Had the game been on Friday, had an actual game, Troy kicked off on Friday. It had been Luke Altmaier to start, and I don't even know when Jackson Dart would have come in. And this is something you brought up to me. Now, not to say that the competition has been leveled, but Jackson Dart has finally shown what they expected to get once they signed him or got him out of USC with Michael Trigg. He looked like that player finally. So this week is a big deal as far as the quarterback competition is concerned because mm -hmm. Luke Altmaier was dominated, but it had more to do with not Jackson Dart's talent but his propensity for turnovers. Just put it this way. I think that – I don't think Dart's in the lead right now. I think he's back in the race is, is the way I want to say that. And, I, and now if you watch the scrimmage and that was the only thing you've seen all camp, you would say there ain't no way. And I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But but knowing what I know now and some conversations I've had, I'd say that, that this week's going to be huge. He's back in it to where, okay, if you're going to look like this and play like this, then 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 you're – you're gonna you're, you'll push for it, you know. So I think this week will be huge. I think this will be the most intense week of the quarterback battle yet, because you, you've had Dark come out here and, and really show out, um, you know, re really show what what his talent looks like when he doesn't force things and when he, um, you know, is composed and, and, and moving around with his legs. Um, I, I think the competition is back even now, whereas you know, whereas I think Altmaier is, as to my knowledge, been dominating this thing, um, you know, all throughout camp, and and, and hasn't even been close, is, is what I was told. Which had to be surprising to you, because again, you very, yeah. <laughs> I was mind blown. Yeah, and, and the first thing, what the first thing when I was talking to um to my guy, he was like, hey. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna think I'm crazy right now, but it, it's been a been a pretty one sided deal. Um, like what? I'm like seriously? It's like yeah, man. It's been it, to, today blew everybody's mind. Like what so, changed then? I mean, how do you go from being so inconsistent or at worst bad in the spring and then in fall camp and Luke Altmaier's leading this thing to having that performance on Saturday? What what changes for you? Is it just being a gamer? 
it's a mindset thing too, man. Like, listen, his talent is unreal. Like he's a good talent. He's a, he's a, his best is better than anybody we got. He's an elite talent. And it's a matter of him going out there and saying, Hey, I'm going to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. I'm not going to take chances like that. I'm going to go out there. I'm my job is to, to, he has a ton of talent around him. This is this talent. This team is more talented than last year, period. It's not even close. This team is more talented last year. Um, around them now, I, you would love to see Matt Crowell with this group. It would have been it would have been really special. But um, I think that you know it's a matter of him going out there saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go out there today and I'm gonna make a conscious effort to to, to play within every play. Not gonna force it if I have to run around and make it make a throw throw with my legs. I have to. And I think when he does that, and he's only a freshman. People got to realize the kid's a freshman, man. Like he he'll have time to hone that in. But you saw, okay, when I go out there and I'm the best version of Jackson Dart, and I and I play within the offense, this is what you get. And, man, he made some great throws, made some good plays with his legs. I thought his eyes were in the right spot most of the time, you know, looking at, at most of the coverage. Didn't see anything. I mean, he didn't even come close to to, to, to giving one up, um, you know, throwing a pick or anything like that. So, I thought his eyes – I thought he always made the right read, and, um, man, I was impressed. It was clear who was the better player on Saturday. It was clear. It was Jackson Dart on Saturday. Of course, there's an overreaction of, oh, it's Jackson Dart time now. Well, Luke Altmar's still in this. It's just now Jackson Dart has made it a competition again, which changes, I think, completely the way we view what happened on Saturday. It's not so much, oh, Jackson Dart, he's taking the lead. He's the clear front runner. It's, oh, here's the guy Ole Miss signed. Here's the guy they thought they were getting. Now can you bottle that up and be that consistent performer, not only in game-like situations, but in practice, has he learned something? Well, I'll say this, and I don't want to get too crazy detailed on this. Um, so a day or two before the scrimmage is Saturday, um, there's a there's a naked to the left, dart rolls out, um, nothing there, turns around, chunks it across the field. I think it gets picked off, if, if, if I'm correct, gets picked off. Um, Headman, which is Kiffin, says, says a few choice words. I think the first time he is really like, hey, let him know. Um, from what I'm told from that moment on, um, the kid has been unreal from, from literally from that moment in practice on when, when some, when some choice words were said to him, um, he, he's been pretty dominant, um, you know, and hey, sometimes, sometimes you get, you have, you have a couple of things going, you get the whole recruiting process, you know, you're, 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 you're loving a guy up, you get him there, you're still loving him up. You don't really, sometimes it takes getting a little hum, humility and getting humbled, um, you know, and the coach putting a little pressure on you. And I've dealt with this before as a player as well. It makes you wake up and say, "Okay, now it's time to, time, time, time to to quit, quit, you know, playing around with this, and time to get serious." So, um, you know, to my knowledge, there was there was something said to him or some stuff said to him, and now, um, you know, ever since then, he's been he's been pretty dialed in at, at a high clip, at a, um, playing at high level. So I'll leave it at that. But um, you know, I think this week will be really important to see if he can keep building on that, and um, you know, just cut down on some of the recklessness and. Um, you know, be the talent that he is. You know, he doesn't have to go out there. He doesn't have to make that play. He doesn't have to be Matt Corral. Those plays will come. He just has to, um, you know, facilitate the offense and, and and take the play when it's there. And if not, man, go make a play with your legs. Go use your talent and, and and make a play that's that's within the offense. It's not even necessarily him getting humbled. Hey, change your perspective on what practice is. It was really interesting because I sat down with Jackson Dart at Ole Miss Media Day to start fall camp. And um, I asked him about a number of things, and he spoke about the turnovers in the spring. And his perspective on how he treats practice is an interesting thing when you start to consider what all has gone into this quarterback battle. This is what he said. Some people say it's like a gunslinger mentality. 
um, I kind of had this, there was this narrative put out that I was, you know, kind of like a risk taker or something like that. And for me, kind of how I think about it is, you know, there's practice for a reason. You know, you can, in practice, you have the opportunities to learn, you know, what you can or can't do. Um, you know, and I, I feel like I can look back, especially on my last, last two years of playing football, and I haven't thrown over 10 picks. So, you know, I think that for me, like a quality that I have during the game has always been to protect the football. Um, I just think that, you know, like I said, I, I have confidence that I can make every throw. Um, and I think some of it was just, you know, my transition coming in here yeah. and, and not feeling fully comfortable in the system. And, um, you know, we had a lot of guys that went down with injuries in the spring. So there wasn't really any stability, I guess. Um, but, you know, those experiences have definitely allowed me to learn. And, uh, you know, through this summer and where I am now, I feel like way more confident in just, you know, being able to go through progressions and just the plays and, and just knowing where guys are going to be in certain spots. And, uh, you know, I'm super excited for fall camp. Hearing that, that Luke has been the leading guy, just tells you that this is not, oh, all right, Jackson Dart, it's time to take over. It's, okay, now we've got a real quarterback competition going into yeah. the third week of fall camp. It's a real competition now, which is stunning to me after what we saw on Saturday. It's the first opportunity any fans or media really got to see yeah. that. But now you finally saw it, you know, and you and you go, wait, where has this been? Well, I think I think Dark's correct. Practice is a is a time to take chances and and, and do things, but there's also a, a, a something that's considered taking a chance and something that's considered absolutely reckless. So um, you know, any, you rolling out left or whatever, and you just chunk it across the middle. Like that's not taking a chance. That's just being stupid. You know, that, that's just playing bad ball. So yeah, you go and you go and practice. You used to see Matt Crowd do it all the time, and he's ripping throws into into freaking in between two cover guys and making them you know, making the throw. Whereas like in the game, I mean, does he have the confidence to rip it like that? Well, yeah, he did enough in practice to do it. So yeah, there's 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 a, there's something. You take chance. You try new techniques in practice. That is totally accurate. That is one hundred percent accurate. But just doing crazy stuff, um, you know that that gets people a little nervous, man. That's like, hey, that that may transition into a game, may cost you a game. So that's that, that's what you don't want to get um, get confused there. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions, and Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Zero one eight six, and tell them that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. 
Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship, and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion, Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Anybody else that surprised you as far as how well they played in the scrimmage? I think Kyron Heath's been a guy that has surprised a lot of people. But as far as Ole Miss coaches are concerned, they kind of felt like they found a diamond in the rough in recruiting anyway. Yeah, no, no question there. I think I said that in my, my little practice report, and I you know got that confirmed as well. Man, he's 
he's one of Lane's favorites apparently, and um, has had a great camp. Really knowledgeable kid. Um, you know, has done really well picking up the offense. And when I saw him right away, I, was, I looked at him. I was like, "Who the heck's number 13? I looked him up. Saw he's a freshman. I'm like, "Okay, that's a good looking tight end." The kid's gonna play a lot. Um, he, he really is. And it wasn't um, wasn't highly recruited. You know, they um, they had an offer from Marshall, a couple others, and they they asked the high school coach, like, "Hey, man, what's the, what's the deal? What are we missing?" They're like, "Man, he's a really good player. Just highly overlooked." And you know, luckily he's gotten here and he's got a great body, six four. I think he's like two thirty five or two forty, and he looks really good out there and has had a great camp. He's see somebody that I, I showed up to practice, had no clue who his name was, and when I left, I said, "Okay, he'll be a he'll be a contributor for sure this year." He might be the number two tight end right now. I, I would I would venture to say he is. He's he's up there. I mean, he's he he was getting a lot of run. Um, you know, him and Trigg are two good looking bodies in there, man. What was more surprising, Jackson Dart showing up and showing out? Tiger and Heath, or the offensive line not being as settled as we maybe thought it was going to be with Jaden Williams coming on at left tackle. Mason Brooks got banged up. He gets pulled. Maintenance for Nick Broker. Eli Acker and Caleb Warren alternating at center a little bit. That's kind of an interesting development that Jaden Williams has been so good. Yeah, well, I think I said that. Remember I said back in the spring – or whatever, I said, hey, there's a name to look out for, and it was him. It was Jaden Williams. I said, hey, he's, you know, he's had a really good spring, good player. Well, he's had a pretty good camp as well. And just looking, you know, I, I try to watch O-line pretty well, and if I were to assemble an O-line, um, you know, just to be com to be completely honest, he would be in there. He would be in the starting five for us. Um, I don't know how they would, how they would um, you know, divvy that up, but I – and I would love to to slide James back over at right tackle and have him at left. I think they just look both look more natural there. Um, I don't know what they're. I think that's going to end up what's going to happen at some point. Um, it'll probably give a little bit of time, but I just don't see how they keep the kid off the field. He's young. He's he's a he's a chance to to get you know reps at tackle um, and could could be your left tackle or one of your tackles for for the next some odd years. Um, I just don't see he's pretty even. I mean, he, he's he's evenly as talented as anybody there. There's some technique stuff I'd like to like to see him keep cleaning up, but I don't see how they keep him off the field this year. Yeah, and then with Eli Acker and Caleb Warren, the one that doesn't start the game effectively becomes the sixth offensive lineman because both of those guys have played both guard spots. They played center. Eli Acker could probably play right tackle in a pinch, but with Mason Brooks at right guard, you could effectively, if you needed to replace a tackle, move him back out to right, Jeremy to left, or whatever it might be. Yeah. And then either one of those guys that isn't starting at center could play either guard spot. So it does add versatility if Jaden Williams, the emergence of Jaden Williams, continues to happen. Yeah, no question, man. It's it's a good looking group. They they got um, they got some good looking bodies in there. Um, you know, they got a couple other guys. You know, seventy six. I think it's Melton. He looked good in there. Um, you know, he's got a. You can tell he struggles a little bit with with picking up some some schematic stuff, but you know, athletically he'd be somebody good to throw in there. You got um, you know, Eli Akers, a, a pretty good player. I know he I think he was starting out this week, but he's one of those guys that can play center, play all over. I mean, they got they got enough guys, they just can't get banged up, you know. Um, but they got enough guys to have a solid little group. And um, yeah, I, I'd be interested to watch this and see how see how this goes with, with this Aiden Williams kid. It'd be tough to keep him off the field, man. I mean, if you look at it, if I was creating a lineup, I'd have him at left broker at left guard um i'd probably do warren or accurate center and then i'd put the western kentucky kid at right guard and then james at right tackle i think that would that would probably be your best lineup but um i don't know it'll be interesting to see how they do it they, they got options what else popped off to you this weekend um so two players that i really liked on offense um jj henry man he is he has had a he looked really good 
to me. He made a few good plays. Um, I th- I think he's got a chance to be a superstar, and I, I think I really was high on him when he was being recruited as well. Um, I kind of got that confirmed as well. I said, hey, how's J.J. Henry been this camp? Been freaking awesome. Made tons of plays. Going to be a big contributor for us. So, um, you know, I really liked him. And then, you know, I the the kid, the corner, Igman Nosen, I think that's how you say his name. Dude, he is the real deal. He he will be he will be a first rounder. Um, I mean, he is he is a dog, man. He really is a good player. Um, six two. I watched him you know multiple times. Um I'd, I'd heard his name, but I didn't know that was actually him when he caught my eye. So I had to look on the roster and I said, Oh crap, that's that kid that I've seen good reports on. But he caught my eye early. Um, you know. You know, Malik Heath was out there in a white jersey. When you when you got a guy in a white jersey, he's, he's usually injured, shouldn't be hit, whatever. Well, he catches the ball, boom. Um, they just flatten him. Um, he just flattens him right away, gets up, and you can tell Heath was mad. But it's like, man, that just shows you know how this how this freshman is wired different. Like he don't care. Um, you know, he goes out there and competes. I mean, he just looks so swift and so. I mean, he's a good looking corner, and he's over six foot. I mean, if you're over six foot and you're a decent corner. You're gonna get you're gonna go get drafted high, but if he's six two in a good corner, oh, he'll be a, he'll be a he'll be a big time player. So, to me, man, he looks he's one of the he's probably one of the best young corners I've seen in in, in a long time. Oh, he's the best young corner as a true freshman. I'm not saying it's gonna end up being with some kind of uh, all time great Ole Miss career or anything like that. But as far as true freshman looks, he's the best true freshman cornerback Ole Miss has ever had. Uh, they, so I've heard a few people say it's the best true freshman corner they've ever coached. And oh, these guys, the Kool Aid. No, he's no, no it, he ain't even Kool Aid. He's just straight up. You just look at it. I mean, dude, whenever, whenever he is out there, he's long and he is attached at the hip. Like that is that's rare, man. To be that to be six two at corner, big long arm, slender guy. And he's only going to add add a few pounds. I mean, he's a little slender right now, but he's out there hitting too. So, um, man, it's. Patrick Peterson looking. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be Patrick Peterson. I'm just saying he's got that look. Or Tony Connor, his freshman year at Ole Miss. You just knew, oh, he's going to play day one. And if everything goes right and if he stays healthy, he's going to be in the NFL. He's that yeah. good. He's that he, good. He looks that good. He looks that good to me. Ken Lucas was an all-pro cornerback in the NFL. That's your floor. One of the best cornerbacks in Ole Miss history. If that's your potential floor – you're doing something right. Not to say it's going to end up that way. Just from today, it's a snapshot in time. It's like looking at political polls. It's a snapshot in time. And right now, Davis and Igbenosin, he's got everything in front of him. Yeah, no, he's got – man, he's pretty special for a freshman. So, it'll be, it'll be good to watch. I mean, I, All right. I don't want to get, get too crazy here, but, okay. damn, he looks good. Let, let, me, let me get crazy. It's fine. You're the one that's <laughs> here for the expertise. I'm here just to be the hype man. All right, what else? What else stuck out to you from Saturday? Because this was your big day. You said this going into um, Saturday. You were going to go in with a Sharpie, red marker, and you were really going to take it to Ole Miss from an evaluation standpoint. Come back on Monday and light this pot on fire. So here are your matches, sir. Light running, it on fire. Running back, running back, I, I think we um, <laughs> were pretty good there. Um so what, what what and see when you watch when I watch the scrimmage and, and you know, obviously I have not seen practices I've only came out to that scrimmage and remember stuff from the spring so um man I thought Bentley looked amazing I think he's a I think he's a dark horse they like him but apparently Bullock has had an amazing camp as well 
Um, so I know it. I don't know. If they, I don't know if he carried the ball much on Saturday or or whatever, but um, maybe he did. But you know, obviously Evans is, is is the guy there. But man, that running back room is is for real though, dude. Like this is um, this is one of the better running back rooms we've ever had. And I, and Judkins is is if you look at him, he is built um, built like the part. I, I'm shocked that that we end up getting this kid from the state of Alabama. There is. I mean, he looks like he looks like an Alabama running back, and yeah, he um, looks like Brian Robinson, Mark Ingram. He really does. He is. He really does. Hey, he will look scary in a year and a half or two. Um, he is. He's a good player. I, I just think that room is is filled with talent. All guys can catch the ball too. That's what's cool. So you're gonna have a lot of weapons. Um, you know, 24 can catch, which is I think Bentley. I think yeah, I think he's 24. Jenkins yeah. had a big catch, and I'm thinking, okay, is he a big, just like kind of stiff back? No, dude, he had a freaking great catch over the middle, reverse field, and, and gained, you know, 10, 10, 11 yards. So, um, man, we got some good athletes back there. I, I really liked running back in the line. I think that's, I think that was kind of an obvious one. Defense, defense was 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 really impressive. We were doing a lot of three down, um, but it was it was a ton of blitzes, man. I mean, a ton of blitzes, and that's what I think I told you. I don't know if our O line, which is we always seem to gas short. Always seem to gas short versus running scheme, or versus defense. So the the defense is either really good or, or we got to figure out something in this run game because um, they were all over the place, man. I mean, they were they were pretty physical. They could tackle well. Um, they really flew flew around, and um, I was impressed. I mean, I think we got enough there to be a pretty serviceable defense. The D line, there's no superstars on that D line whatsoever, but there's just some good solid football players. Um, they're rotating guys in and out. Um, Katie Hill looked good. Iton looked good. Um, you know, Malone really didn't catch my eye a ton. He was in there a little. Um, I thought Jared Ivy looked looked really good. I mean, he's a he's a big body, uh, a big athletic body. They just got some dudes, man. They really do. Um, Ivy and, reminds me a lot of Fidal Brown. Yeah, he does. He, he it's very similar. He, he's almost like a Marcus Tillman a little bit too, but a little bit a little bit quicker. He's just not going to be Sam Williams. He's not going to be that pass rushing just monster. He's not going to be that. No, but he looked. He looked. He. I saw him line up versus the guard and tackle and, and do really well, which is which is good. That, that a guy that can go kind of, he's big enough and quick enough to get outside and go versus tackle, but then come inside on some on some blitz and patches and beat up a guard is pretty, pretty darn good. Brad, you know what we're doing. All these people listening on this Monday, August fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. You say they're not championship caliber yet. Maybe we're getting caught up in Lane Kiffin and ten and three no, last not. year and. The transfer portal class, oh, God, they're going to win the title. Why not? Sure. No, dude, we're not battle-tested enough. This group's not for to win a title. I, I don't think yet. I mean, we we still – listen, practice, good, whatever. But, like, I won't know until we see them get hit in the mouth. Honestly, dude, until we see them in an SEC game where there's 90,000 people screaming and the quarterback gets gets hit or, or somebody gets blasted over the middle, like, you just don't know, man. You really don't. Like, it's hard to predict – what kind of, um, you know, internal drive this team got. So, um, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly know. Now, this is a talented-ass team. I'll tell you that. This team is is not your typical Ole Miss-looking team that, that we grew up and knew. This is a, a good-looking football team with a bunch of, bunch of really good-looking bodies out there. They have the look. What I've been saying for three weeks, ever since the first practice, when I went out there, I have not felt this confident about a team going into the year like I have this one, about the possibility of getting to Atlanta. In the preseason. Now, a lot of stuff has to happen. They got to play games. They got to stay healthy. Jackson, Dart, and Luke Altmaier have to be good. They have to be confident. But if you asked me which team in August did you feel the most confident about that at the end of the year they could end up in Atlanta, it's this one. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. And, I, and we all know what comes with that if Ole Miss were to go to Atlanta. That means they're in the uh, playoff conversation and they have a chance to play for a national title. But I'm not thinking that way. I'm just thinking about the talent and overall look of this team. And it matches what I've been saying matches what you saw on Saturday. They have a look to them. So has your floor, which was seven wins, changed at all? I'm not asking about the ceiling. We both think they have a ridiculous ceiling. Has your floor changed? No, my floor, my floor is still seven wins. I think there's okay. there at worst seven wins, and I think it's, a lot of that's going to depend on which one of these quarterbacks actually go out there and consistently can can take care of the ball and make plays. Man, I mean, um, it's just honestly the truth. I mean, if the quarterbacks end up being average this year, you're going you're going in seven games, six or seven games. If the quarterbacks are exceptional this season and really good, this could be a really special team. It really can. We have that kind of talent out there, but there's a lot of talent that hasn't played together, and a lot of talent that I mean, you know, I. I still got to see them get in a game, get in a game and, and how they respond. And then, then you'll know more, man. I mean, right now it's just a big, good looking group of guys that they got a lot. Now if they, if they start, you know, really, really gelling together, doing some special stuff. One of these quarterbacks kind of emerge and have a ton of swag. It could be a really good year for us. Okay, fine. You keep being measured all you want. I'm over here. Book your hotel then and, and post it. If you, if oh you think book that hotel, to- <laughs> that's what you told me about Omaha. That's oh, true. Man. Before last year, baseball. Can you imagine how I would have felt oh, had what I'm saying? Had we had that room booked and stuff, and it's like, oh man. Then all of a sudden, hey, honestly though, it could have been. A, I mean, you would have made a ton on that room had you had you just held on to it. <laughs> always <laughs> thinking about money. Yeah, uh, about the I've, money is about the experience. Can you imagine having held that hotel room since February? The minute they they were seven and thirteen or whatever it was in the SEC, that room would have been canceled. Or when they got their ass kicked in the midweek against Southeastern, and then Louisiana. and then they would have turned around and rebought it for triple the price. Yeah. <laughs> Give me to our next show, which will be like Wednesday or Thursday, and I will decide whether or not I'm going to plant my flag. Because then, if they don't, am I the bad luck guy again? Yeah. So you have to reverse your thinking. Like you are the good luck now. Game. You're the good luck guy now. They won a national championship for the first time ever while you were there. Now you have to be there. I'll know a lot. August, October first, I'll know. I'll know a lot more. October fifteenth, I'll know. Well, we all will. But w- when will you really know whether or not this team has the championship? Goes? You won't. You will not. You will not. Look who we're playing. Little Sisters of the Poor. Week one. Week two is um, Holmes Community College. I mean, we. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you. you, got, you we're not going to know until we actually get in there and. Heck, what if Auburn's bad this year? Auburn's not supposed to be that great. We may not even know to LSU. They're better than Auburn. And then Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky, we beat them. That'd be our our toughest test. Ole Miss is going to a national championship. That's what we've concluded here with this podcast. Ole Miss is going to be a title. I'm I'm saying no. I mean, the, the only path to that is the defense being unreal and the quarterback's playing unreal i'm telling yeah, you that's i'm playing thing. i'm playing i'm playing i'm just fired up because when jackson dart went out there and balled you just oh there it is there's the guy there he is he's finally showing up now this week will he be able to show up more consistently with luke it's gonna Gallmer, be a big week it's gonna be a big week for him i think he actually made them say okay now was his back back to this back to even let's see if he, let's see if it continue in practice so yeah. um if yeah, Alabama's number one in the West, is almost number two right now for you? AM's gonna be tough. Yeah. AM's gonna be tough. AM's gonna be tough. Um, so we have to go out there. Arkansas just, will be tough. Just Arkansas will be tough up in Arkansas. And I mean, I don't I mean, I, I think we're 
we have a chance to be to be up there, but man, it's gonna we're gonna we're about to face some teams that are coming back and pretty well oiled. So I I think we're somewhere in that two to three bad year of four range. I don't know when it happened, but Brad and I switched places. I'm usually the one throwing cold water on all your thoughts, but no, today it was Brad Ben. Ben, calm down. No, no, it's not, it's not that. It's just I I think this team is um I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be pretty wrong, but just not just not battle tested enough together yet. Bradley Sal's big scrimmage extravaganza podcast. That was today. It was fun, man. We'll do it again. Let's do it, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.